<laughs> oh, you're going to start it. Okay, fine. We're here. This is episode two of Married with Monsters, and it's been a while. Yeah, your life gets in the way, you know. But we're here. Yes, we're, we're ready to do episode two, where we promised we were going to talk about strange, Thing. strange Doctor Strange. Yes, that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, but first we have to talk about our third co-host. Our third co-host. I don't know how long he's going to stick around, and I don't know if people are going to be able to hear him. But I've got smoke with me right now in my oh okay. oh oh he done he done smoke, smoke's done. I'm not getting paid for this. Yeah, this is in my job description. <laughs> <laughs> So the Stranger Things stuff will happen. Uh, when we announced we were going to do it, I don't think we realized how big of an undertaking it was going to be, meaning well, that we wanted to rewatch the entire thing again. Yes, and I, I feel bad for that because I'm the one who wants to rewatch it well, before we it talk too. about it. I want to watch it again, too. One, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And two, I, I really wasn't watching with the thought of talking much about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm I think listeners are okay with that, just as long as we address it and we do deliver it. It's not like Stranger Things is going to leave the pop culture zeitgeist anytime soon. Yeah. They have announced officially the entire cast is coming back. Can can we talk about Kelly Kish for a minute? Kelly Kish. Dave Kish, oh, Kelly Kish. Right. Okay, oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. All so right. we don't uh, – I'm not going to talk about what – but ultimately, she dressed up as – Eleven. Yes. From Stranger Things. She's in the hospital and – she worked her situation to the best to, costume possible. It was amazing. But my first thought was, oh, f what happened? Oh, oh, God, I just cursed again. I was going to say, one minute, 40-something seconds in. Yeah. Should I just get it all out right now? No, I'm just kidding. No, so just so listeners know, Kelly Kish is the is wife this, of... Is this ours to share, though? The, no, her no situation? I was say who she is. Yeah. She is the wife of Dave Kish who at one point was known as Unholy Dave on yes. a podcast that we used to do. And does Rogue Blades, is that his book? Right. So yes. He does a lot of Renaissance Festival reenactments and things like that. Kelly was an actor and was in a zombie movie that I covered on my old show. Raven, right? Right, exactly. And, you know, I don't know if Dave is listening to this or not. I don't know if Kelly's listening to this or not. But, you know, if either of you are or any of you know them, tell them that we thought Kelly had an awesome Halloween costume. So awesome. That my heart kind of stopped for a minute. My first thought is, oh, what, what happened? just happened? And then my next thought was, why would you post that if that happened? <laughs> then my third thought was, oh, I get it. So now people are going to be like, Kelly Kish, doing a search, trying to figure out who that is. You know, if it gets them to, I don't know, support Dave's books or something, then great. Actually, you could pause and we could pull up our donation site. You know what? I'm going to put a link in the show notes to that. Awesome. You know? Because I think they're going to need, they got two young kids and yep. they need all the help they can get. Good people, good friends. Yes. Yeah. And also good Halloween costume. Yes. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. Okay. So where were okay, we? Okay. So Stranger Things going to happen. I was kind of surprised that they made such a big deal about the whole cast coming back. I just kind of assumed that was a done deal. That because they were always talking about season two, season two, season two. I just oh. assumed they only talked about it because they already signed everybody. But apparently, it was a big deal to get everybody involved. Really? I, I don't know. I mean, don't you think? I mean, they're kids. Right. I, what, I mean, but psh, the girl school, who played Eleven, whatever, was an established actress. Uh, uh, the kid who played Dustin has like Broadway musical stuff in his background. The lead kid, forget his name, is going to be in the Stephen King's It movie. So they've all got other careers yeah. and could possibly demand more money or their parents could. Plus we're talking about Winona Ryder and a handful of other adult performers as well that have you know some sway. But if I, they're all I, involved. 
I feel like such a jerk for being like, they're children. What else do they got going on? <laughs> Apparently way more than I do. A heck of a lot more than us. Yes. Because all we've got are podcasts <laughs> and cats. Which mm. is awesome. That's true. That's true. Awesome. I, I wonder if they have cats. If they don't have cats, they're, we're better than them. Oh. That's, that's what I'm going to, yeah. Yes. Okay. Is that how you're going to get through your day? That's how I'm going to get through my day. So. Okay. We, we are going to talk about Stranger Things once we Later. get a chance to watch it. Uh, in our lives, before we get to Dr. Strange itself, I just want to kind of give people a chance to know what's going on with us. Oh, yes. How was your Halloween, babe? It was good. It was difficult. I mean, we had a visit and, um, I don't know. I just feel like life has been a little out of control lately. Mm-hmm. So my costume for Halloween was <laughs> just a diamond stuck on wire wrapped around a head bands right because that essentially turns whatever you're wearing into a costume <laughs> so you had a halloween party the theme was games yes. for the costumes and you were a sims character i was i was i started out with grand plans of i was going to be an <laughs> oregon trail character who with died dysentery. of dysentery <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't find my Beauty and the Beast costume, which I could have turned into like a pioneer costumey mm, thing. Right, yeah. And time just snuck up on us. And then I couldn't really figure out how to have a poopy bottom. <laughs> it was, I, I just, time came and I gave up. And then it was going to be Guess Who with a cardboard square around me. Right, the but, game Guess Who with like yes, a question mark on your chest. Which was going to be awesome, but that also required preparation. So instead, I spent way more time than I thought would be necessary, folding a little green diamond above my head. It was adorable. Oh, is that what it was? It was so cute. Oh, It was adorable. Aww. Well, the person wearing it was. Okay. The, the diamond was okay. <laughs> what about your Halloween? Well, this episode will probably be going out either the right before or right after the latest episode of Monster Kid Radio where I talked about the Scarathon. At the Joy Cinema. So normally I go to this Halloween party with you. This time around we split up. You did your Halloween thing. I did my Halloween thing at the Joy and spent 10 plus hours introducing movies, hanging out with people, talking about Monster Kid Radio, classic monster movies, that sort of thing. That was awesome. I had, it was the best Halloween I've had in a very, very long time. It really was Ow. awesome. I had so much fun. Ouch. It was so great. I was Screw like, you know, you. no ball and chain keeping me down. What? Nobody's saying you have to dress up like this. I'm just kidding. What the hell? <laughs> you you got to wear luchador masks one year. That that was cool. And and I will again soon. <laughs> oh. Anyways. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And then Halloween Day. Yep. Free from the curse of pants. Oh. You know, I put some pants on for some of the day. Why? I don't remember. Are you growing up? No, I am not an adult. Okay. <laughs> that was a good Halloween. Yeah. It was one of the best Octobers I've had in a long time, I feel like. Good. You know, there's a lot of stuff that happened, stuff that we've talked about on the show, stuff that we haven't. Just a lot of things that made October pretty great. That's awesome. So we should also talk about the fact my sister is coming next week. Yep. And yep. then shortly after that, we will have visitors. Yep. More more Christmas. stuff. And so I'm a little bit worried about if slash when we will get to watching Stranger Things. Right. I'm glad you brought that up because with your sister coming to visit, she's going to be coming uh, in less than a week now, and she's going to be here for almost two weeks, yes, right? Yes, yes. She's going to be here for your birthday and yes. beyond. 
And, and then it's your birthday. And, it's my and then birthdays. it's so it's my birthday, Thanksgiving, your birthday, Christmas. So this is a and it usually starts. Uh, in October. You're skipping something. What? Steven Spielberg's birthday is December 18th. And also Scott's birthday. Well, Scott's birthday is actually before yours. I know. And so Scott, you, Thanksgiving, me, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> and then Christmas. Okay, okay. All right, very important. So very busy time of year. And while it, for my birthday, I have absolutely no problem saying, it's my birthday, I get to do whatever I want, I'm on a podcast, I don't think you're going to be doing that while your sister's visiting. I'd rather not. That's fine. I'd like to hang out with my sister. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like her. Yeah, I kind of like her too, but yeah. don't tell her I said that. I'm so telling her. She doesn't listen. So. It's now permanent record. But she doesn't listen to podcasts. But it's out there. Yeah. It's out there. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so. Today, what do we do? But when do you think we're going to get to? Oh, Stranger Things? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Start our new year. Sooner rather than later. You know, another issue is that we're watching a lot of really good television right now. Oh, my gosh. We are in love with Westworld, the HBO series. Uh, it's phenomenal. Amazing. Phenomenal. Amazing. Although the first episode was so good that I feel like nothing has lived up to that. I feel like, yeah, episode one, fantastic. Hooked me. I even didn't have a problem with the way they used music. Uh, <laughs> I'm a film score guy, and yeah. I am very particular about how music is used. But it worked. Yeah, bringing in the Rolling Stones and tweaking it to make it fit, it was perfect. Episode two, to me, was a letdown. I feel like they've been building ever since, so yes, getting back on track. Yes, it's been building. Well, I don't think they ever got off track. I think that, I don't know, did they just have to do more establishing? I think they had to build characters. And I can't tell if, because the whole concept is new for me. And mm-hmm. so the first episode, part of it was just falling into the concept and how mind just oh it was so it's so good when you say new for me what do you mean by that i didn't know what westworld was i have read a book about creative worlds but not with um robots that are so insanely human the things that i read with robots that are so insanely human are are sci-fi and Mm -hmm. and they're actually like another class of person or Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's nothing like this this concept is actually really new to me. Well, it's not like – it's nothing like the, the old movie. Now, I love the old movie. I think it's a fantastic piece of 70s science fiction. I mean, it's just really cool. And it's not just the Old West. You also have like Knights in Shining Armor and the Old Rome as well. Is it Knights? I can't remember. Scott Morris is yelling at his iPod because he loves Westworld. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's three different worlds. It's not just Westworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this this show – other than the name and the basic core concept of an amusement park like that, right? everything else is off the rails different. And, and I'm okay with that. It's really good. It's incredible. The main actress in that, though, I saw just a snippet of her doing an interview, and I was like, I, I can't see anything like this ever again because it's ruining the character for Evan me. Evan Rachel Woods yes. is her name, I believe. And her character is so opposite, I think, of who she is mm-hmm. that I don't want to see anything with her as a real person <laughs> until after the the show's over. Gotcha. Nah, it's really good stuff. Really good stuff. Amazing. Anyway, so Anyway, so today we could what Westworld the- fit for Married with Monsters? Yeah. We can do whatever we want. Ooh, cuz we're watching that and we could watch episode 1 again. <laughs> so it's Married with Monsters because it's part of the Monster Kid Radio feed, Monster Kid Radio family, blah, blah, blah. I'm always going to try to work some monster stuff in. And I do have a Monster Kid connection for this film, sort of. It's a real roundabout long. You mean Dr. Strange? Yeah, for Dr. Yeah. Strange. 
I, I have no problem. It's our show. We do what we want. Okay, <laughs> take that back. I let you think we do what we want, and anything that we don't that we do that I don't want to do, I edit out later and just oh, don't yeah. tell you. Yeah. Uh huh. Thanks, Ed. Go ahead and swear again. No. <laughs> I was gonna say, see, I'm, I'm, I'm not a puppet. <laughs> Bitch. Motherfucker. Yeah. See, I'm 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 not gonna cut that out. I'm gonna leave that in. But you're gonna lose your explicit take. Well, I'm gonna censor. You know, we're gonna uh, have some. You know, are you censoring me? I, I, the word is about to come out of my mouth, but no, we're going to make it even better. <laughs> That's the monster connection. Is to have that. Rawr! Oh, there we go. It. It's monsters because a monster covers up my filthy mouth. <laughs> so we went to go see Doctor Strange. Tom Doffel, who's been on Monster Kid Radio quite a bit, good yes. friend of Monster Kid Radio, Fantastic good friend of mine. Guy. Uh, good dude, and yes. he wanted funny to see Doctor Strange. Too. Oh, funny. He's yes. great. Yes. I wish we hung out more, really. We were yes. talking about that before we started recording. It's yeah. okay that we said that because now we're committed to hanging out more, Tom. Oh, geez. I take it all back. No, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I know. Tom's a good Playing dude. Playing board games, right? Yeah, Tom. That'd be so good, Tom's although fun. we don't have any time. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, can you make a game out of podcasting or sleeping? Ooh. Wait, that's weird. That would be really that's weird. weird. I just went somewhere totally different. Yeah. Tom, I take it back. <laughs> well, Tom's cool. We go to the cons together, the comic yeah. cons and things like that. He does the occasional crash. And I don't there. get to see him very often. Yeah. It was funny. He wanted to see Doctor Strange. I'm like, well, yeah. I want to see Doctor Strange. And I want to see. I'm wearing my Doctor Strange t-shirt. The Scott yes. gave me. Scott Morris hooked Scott me up. Scott Tracy. So my relationship with the Marvel films for Your a long time. Well, Are you guys going steady? You know, maybe. I mean, I might have hit third base with the movies now. <laughs> but what's third base? I don't know. I've never been good at the baseball metaphor. I'm not a sports guy. <laughs> it's first base kissing and second base is touching and I don't Why understand you touch that- before kiss. Oh, I mean like under the shirt and oh, stuff. Oh, under the shirt? <laughs> like <laughs> I've reached under Marvel's shirt at this point. <laughs> Wait, that's second base. We're still trying to determine what third base is. I don't do sports ball. I don't know. Sports ball. All right, so my really <laughs> I don't think what we're talking about is actually sports ball. I, I don't think so either, and that might be my problem. <laughs> so my relationship with the Marvel movies is that I avoided them for a long time. So I used to love the Marvel comics, loved them growing up. I read them voraciously. I'd go back and read the old stuff. I'd read the new stuff. There was a very weird period in my life where I would go to both comic book stores in town, and between the two of them, I would buy every single Marvel comic that came out that month. And I viewed it as I am now reading the world's greatest, grandest story because everything's all happening kind of in continuity or whatever. I wasted so much money doing that because a community college kid doing that, probably not making the best life decisions, spending all your money on comic books, but I did and I loved them. But I had some favorites and Doctor Strange was always one of my favorite yes. characters. Whenever we play Lego, <laughs> Marvel Lego, video Lego. Games. yeah. We have to try to find Doctor Strange. Got to have Doctor Strange. Yes. So I avoided the movies because, you know, they weren't my movies. They were based more on the Ultimate Marvel Comics line, which I was not a big fan of to begin with because you know, why restart everything? You already got good yeah. – I could go comic nerd here and I'm not. But the bottom line is I avoided the movies for a long time. And then finally, uh, we were hanging out with Tom and Mona and we watched Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think that's where it turned around for me. Now, I yes. watched Iron Man beforehand. Yes. And I was considering watching the other movies beforehand, but Guardians of the Galaxy really kind of turned it around for me and made me realize it's okay if it's not my Captain America or my Iron Man. It's okay. Okay. You know, they're still speaking to the comic book nerd in me because they're all in the same continuity. Yes. There's some familiar things. There's some things that are very different. 
And I enjoy what I've seen. Okay. You've seen three Marvel movies. Okay. Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, and this one. Yes. Before we get into too many spoilers, because we are going to get spoilery, where do you rank this one of the three that you've seen? (laughs) I think I like it the best. Okay. With Guardians of the Galaxy being a close second and Iron Man being a distant third. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen them all. There are a few that I haven't caught yet, but for me, I would, I'm just going to come out and say, yeah, it's my number one. I'm right there as well. So end of the show, both Brenda and I agree. Movie's great. Go see it at the end. (laughs) No, there's plenty to talk about. All right. So at this point, listeners, we are going to spoil Doctor Strange a little bit. If you haven't seen the movie yet or don't want to be spoiled, here's your chance. Hit pause. Run away. And then come back after you see the movie. Later. Yes. Okay. All right. You're good. You're back. Have you seen the film? Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty <laughs> cool. I, I had a lot of hesitations going in. Oh. Uh, because Doctor Strange is my guy. You know, I, the other characters are great. But for me, Doctor Strange was one of my main guys. I loved him as a character. I loved his books. I loved his appearances. Just such a fan. And, and because of that, I was afraid it wouldn't meet the expectations that I had. Plus, it was directed by a guy by the name of Scott Derrickson, who historically has left me kind of cold when it comes to the movies he made. He directed Hellraiser 5, which is, in my mind, the worst Hellraiser of the series. He also did Sinister, which we thought was a little, or he wrote Sinister, which we thought you and I didn't, yeah, it's like, okay, but okay. you don't even remember, probably. No. <laughs> uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose, which was, yes, again, it was okay, okay. Yeah. you know. So I, I had hesitations. Okay. I didn't need to worry. I mean, he had his hand firmly wrapped around this film. I didn't feel like I got away from him. I thought he brought a great horror-ish element to a superhero story. Mm-hmm. I love mixing my supernatural with superhero stuff, and it just, I felt he pulled it off really well. So I was pleased with that. But then earlier you were talking about uh, an actor and an actress said, oh, we we're talking about the girl from Westworld. You yes. can't watch her in interviews because it ruins what she does in Westworld. For me, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch Cumberbatch and anything else. Have you ever watched Cumberbatch yes, and anything else? Yes, we watched The Imitation Game, the second oh, Star yes. Trek film. yes, yep. Uh, you know, Tom Doffel swears by his Sherlock Holmes series, you know. He's got such a thick, distinguished accent that he buries in this. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's an American. He's a New York guy. So oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm really, I, I think I'm going to have a hard time reconciling the two because I feel like oh. the accents are so different. Well, yeah, but doesn't that make it? a different character for you it does but just like you can't watch evan rachel woods talking normally and not being in the dress and being Mm. all you know cowgirl hot yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) you know it's gonna be hard because you know he's just a different yeah the part was solid i mean really really good yes i really liked it i didn't i didn't know dr strange's backstory okay how he got to the flying Thing. The flying thing. With the purple. With the purple. Does he make like purple magic, right? Ah, uh, the magic stuff. Okay. In, maybe in the Lego game he does purple. Oh, okay, maybe, yeah. Or maybe what he flies on is purple. I don't know. Like, okay. you know how they leave a streak? Right. Yeah, I didn't know any of that. So I didn't know how he got there. Okay. So this was an origin story. Yes. You know, speaking of which, it didn't follow the traditional origin beat by beat by beat, mm. but it was pretty darn close. He does go off to try to get healed 
for his fans because his surgery life, surgeon life is behind him. And here's a little trivia bit. You and I used to watch Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. McDreamy at one point wanted to play Doctor Strange. Ooh. Patrick Dempsey. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he, this does kind of follow the origin. So I, I'm, I'm glad to see it. Sometimes I get sick of watching origin stories. Oh. But I had no problem with this one. I was on board. I dug it. I feel like origin stories are really important to the future motivations. I mean, I think it's important, but like one of two of my favorite characters in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, don't have origin stories dedicated just or movies dedicated to their origin story. Uh-huh. The Vision character in the Avengers films never had his own standalone origin story because he didn't need one. And I want to know more about the Scarlet Witch character. Again, she doesn't have her own origin story. And the Black Widow, too, doesn't have her own origin story. And she's doing just fine without it. Well, yeah, I I guess I don't need to see the origin story to develop an idea of somebody and, and why they are the way they are. But I think that if there were a movie all about the Scarlet Witch, I would want to know the origin story. Sure. I mean, that's how you'd have to do it, I'd feel like, is that would be the first movie so you can justify having a right. series. So for me to solely t- yeah. uh, connect with a character and they have to carry the movie, I want to know more about where they came from. True. Okay. It makes sense. I think the origin story that was being told in this that's even more important than Stephen Strange's origin story is the origin of Marvel Cinematic Universe magic. That's been one of the things that oh. they've always struggled with in the comics. And there were there would be years where there'd be no Doctor Strange comic. He'd show up in a title or two. But like the editor-in-chief would say, well, the problem with magic is that you can do anything. And well, if you can do anything, there's no drama because there's nothing to fight against. And we can't do magic unless there's rules for magic, which I'm okay with. You know, that's, that's fine. But it just be so hard to define. And if you define it, it's not magical anymore. And I feel like this movie did a really good job of defining as much as you needed right. to understand how magic will work in a superhero universe. How do you not just say everything is you know, draws from a source and action and reaction, and and that's the limit on your magical powers. I don't understand why that's I, so difficult. I don't. I've never understood that either. I've had no problem with that. You know, you give me a superhero, supernatural comic book, I have no problem understanding. Well, it's Doctor Strange. He does magic. No, he can't do everything, but what he can do, it's super magical, and it's pretty darn cool. And what he can't do is because there are limits. Based on mm-hmm. ethics and morals and limits based on time spent studying and learning right. and exactly and limits based on the fact that it comes from somewhere. So I didn't have a problem. Yeah. With that's that. odd. I'm, I'm glad we got to see it. Sounds like a bunch of excuse makers. Yeah, it really does. See, those times when they're like, you know, I can't. Magic's too hard. Just call me Marvel. <laughs> I'll write you a good <laughs> Doctor Strange story. Although the current Doctor Strange comic I'm reading right now is pretty darn cool. And I don't know if I'd want to. Get that out of the way to write my own. As I mock them in the background. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Okay. So we have the origin and the biggest issue that I think a lot of people have had with the film is the character of the Ancient One. And as somebody who didn't read the comics yeah, and doesn't have a lot of background with it, I wanted to ask you what you thought. I think that it didn't really occur to me that there was, you know, because I... I'm suspending disbelief, and Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, she's the ancient one. And I assume assume that there was somebody else who was the ancient one before her and before that, and they possibly weren't women, they possibly weren't white. But when Tom said something, 
mentioned it when we were chatting afterwards, it made me realize that they're all, you know, all the side characters, but the main characters are two white people and one, you know, one black person. And I guess the librarian is Asian of origin. Um, I just, you know, they had an opportunity to put somebody who could have been of different origin in one of those roles and they didn't. And it's, you know, they're in a very different culture in Tibet and could have, but they didn't. I thought that, um, I liked, you know, the bald head and the, I I thought she did a good job. I thought she did a really good job. Now we've seen Tilda Swinton in quite a few things. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a whole bunch of thoughts about Tilda Swinton. So first of all, it's interesting to me that you said you felt like she's just the next one in a long line yes. of, of ancient ones or Sorcerer Supremes, which is what Dr. Strange's title becomes in the comics. And I'm assuming that might even be the title of the next movie. But I've not heard that anywhere. It just makes sense to me. Um, because that's one of the things that you know Derek Robertson and some of the other people who are involved – I'm sorry, Scott Derrickson. <laughs> I just assumed everybody with Dr. Strange was named Derek. Scott Derrickson and the other people involved said, yeah, it's just not the ancient one you knew. It's a different one right. that, that came along. And it was kind of like a title. And you pass it along. Right. The, and, and part of that is supported by the fact that she died. So, yeah. oh, spoiler. We said, spo- we said spoilers, man. <laughs> Fair warning. We said spoilers. Spoiler. <laughs> So there's going to be another one, I'm sure, because the threat isn't completely gone. Well, it said Doctor Strange will return. Well, yeah, but also, even, I mean, yes, he made a deal, but I just don't know that oh, the dark the, the one. Oh, the big bad, okay. Yeah. The big baddie, yeah. Let me honor our deal. Right. <laughs> so another reason they said they cast her instead of a, a Tibetan man is because the movie was going to be played in China, or they wanted it to have it play in China. In China would not play yes. a film in which a Tibetan character had a strong role, which we're rolling our eyes when we say it. I don't know how legitimate that is or how truthful that is. I think it's probably truthful. I think it would be censored, but I guess money is more important. It is what it is. Well, and you know, a lot of the movie was the post-production was handled over in Asia. So I, mm-hmm. I wonder, but for me, Tilda Swinton, every time I see her in a movie before this, I always feel like she's fragile, that she's breakable, that there's no real strength. I mean, she might, she's a strong character, but, right, you know, but she has a vulnerability. She's going to fall over. Right. In this one, I felt like she could kick my ass. Hey, yes. look, I swore. <gasps> I feel like she could take me Is out. It's a-, a swear word. I'm going to bleep it. What? <laughs> no explicit tag. You think ass is a swear word? Doesn't matter what I think; it's what iTunes thinks. Yeah, but they say ass on TV. Well, different rating system. What the? Go ahead, say it. I'm disappointed in their lack of judgment. (laughs) So, in this one, I felt like she was very capable of having a fight. And while I have no doubt that there is a stunt double or two involved in some of the fight scenes, especially when she had the hood over her head, it doesn't matter. I feel like she could have taken me out. She does portray vulnerability very well. Mm -hmm. And there were times where she's vulnerable in this, and that's great. Yeah. It's really good. You mentioned Wong. Yes. So historically, Wong has always been kind of a a troublesome character because in a lot of the comics, he is portrayed as Doctor Strange's manservant. Oh. 
very subservient. Now, other t- other runs of the stories have kind of corrected that, but a lot of times he's just kind of like the sidekick manservant guy. I like that he was his own spawn yes. character in this. Oh, I yes. really like him. Played by a guy named Wong. Yes. The actor's name is Benedict Wong, which I thought was kind of, I don't know. I think it's incredibly predictable that he's going to laugh. Oh, yeah. And they it's going to be a up. turning point in the story They totally set yeah. that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the villain. Yeah. Okay, can we talk about how much did they spend on CG in this movie? Oh, my. That was a lot of money. Yes, it looked amazing. Dormammu. Now, Dormammu is in the comics. He is a big, big bad. Oh, that's a bad guy, yes. But he looks ridiculous. He looks kind of ridiculous in the comics. In the comics? Have you ever seen him? No. I'm going to pull him up on my computer screen. Through the magic of podcasting, you can hear Derek type. Oh, he doesn't look too bad there, but this is the traditional Dormammu. Oh, he's got fire for head (laughs) and a very tight ass. (laughs) What is that? Look at his butt. And and those tights, huh? Yeah. 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 Well. But he's a big bad. Okay. Because his head's on fire? Sure. He's a demon guy. He runs into something. Wow, they have kind of made him look kind of more vicious here. Yeah, but the doorman who I knew was was that. Yes. Okay. Okay. I prefer what we had in the film. Oh, yeah. There's that a was number, amazing. There's a number of reasons why I prefer what we had in the film, but that was one of them. It just looked great. I didn't get to judge his actions, ah. though. <laughs> well, I'm sure it was glorious. It was Ripley. <laughs> Probably. I loved his voice. I loved the frustration that he has with Strange. I loved so much about that Dormammu, and I love that the world is presented, the universe is presented in a in a somewhat Lovecraftian way, that mm. we are just specks, that there are yes. things out there that are just hungry. You know, they're not necessarily evil, they're just hungry, and it doesn't matter, you know, what right. gets in their it's way they eat. Because they don't it. even care. Yeah. I'm, they can't, yes. There's a lot of Lovecraftian things in this. I mean, the mystic books and all that, you know, making deals with things, that's not Lovecraftian, but... You know, you just, I love that we had some of that. And I need to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because apparently there's some cool book evil stuff in that as well this season. Uh, in the comics, Dormammu has a daughter named Clea who becomes a major love interest for Doctor Strange. I don't know how they're going to do that in this. That seems oddly convenient. I, I don't see it happening. Good. In this. Because which, that's very comic booky. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, Clea did turn up in the 1970s TV movie. I liked his love interest in this. I don't know very much about her. You know, I'm not a fan that she let him walk all over her again and again and is still there. But I thought she brought some. Oh, yeah. Rachel McAdams. Get real to it. Some get real. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I don't don't know much about her. Um, Just. It was. uh, Yeah. Okay. I just don't have history with her. Okay. Can we talk about Mordo? Yes, who I thought he was, his name was Mordor. <laughs> well, Tilda Swinton was in it and she was at, was she, wasn't she? No, she wasn't in The Lord of the Rings. It was the other very pale, fragile looking lady. British woman who yes. looks like she needs some sun. <laughs> okay, so apparently Christine Palmer is a character in the comics. Oh. So. Oh, but not from that, from something called Night Nurse. Okay, anyway, moving anyway. on. All right, do you want to try to pronounce the name of the actor who played Mordo? 
We could look it up and have Google say it for us. <laughs> Chewedle EI4? Sure. Chewedle EI4? Let's he, just call him Mortar. He was in The Martian. Mordor. He was in Children of Men. We've seen him before. He's a good yes. actor. Yes. Okay. Mordo is not black in the comics. He's a very white European Transylvanian character. Mm. What do you think of the switch there? I like it. Okay. One, partly just because, I mean, I don't live in a world where it's all white people doing important things. And so it feels more realistic to have some variety there. I agree with you. I, 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 I want to have variety as well. Yes. I'm a little bothered that the only major character of color ends up being the villain, is going to be a villain. But, that, that bothers me a little bit. So, a, you know, a character flaw, right? Inflexibility. Things have to be, no pun intended, black or white. <laughs> <laughs> he's just inflexible, right? So he's going to break and that's what's, but Dr. Strange had a series, multiple character flaws going into this and, you know, his character arc took him to a place of being better and sacrificing himself ultimately. And this one's character, Mortar's, Mordo's character arc was that he went from being a good guy to breaking because he can't be flexible. He can't understand why the Ancient One did what she did. And historically in the comics, his issue is less about that and more about Strange took the number one student spot instead of Mordo. Oh. Which you, you, Modo, Mordo, you, which you get a, I feel like a touch of that in this. I, I felt like mm. that's coming because there's a couple of sidelong looks. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, that I, well, yeah, I was looking for it because I, I know the Modo, Morton. Yeah, I know that character, Baron <laughs> M. I know the character's name. Uh, in I thought it but. was more of, I mean, he trusts her, he believes in her, and if, and he's just gauging whether or not Doctor Strange can handle it. Right. What about the other bad guy? The the people whose makeup was glitter around the eyes. <laughs> it wasn't glitter yes, around it the was. eyes. Yes, it was. That was pink glitter. Was it pink? I thought it was like decay. Well, then it then it went out to gray decay. But look, go look at their costume. Well, close I remember up. it was Mads Mikkelsen who played Hannibal on Hannibal Lecter in the Hannibal TV series. He's good. Yeah. No, go look at the makeup. I swear the inner part of the eye makeup is glitter. That I'm sure they CG'd up, maybe, but. I can't even remember the name of the character he played. Casillas? Who I, I don't know very much about either, to be honest. I thought he did a good job of, especially when he was crying and. The crying was amazing. Yes. That was such a moving Yes. Scene. And again, this goes back to the Lovecraftian thing for me, because he has seen some sh- <laughs> And he understands, <laughs> and he understands the the infinite possibility of the universe and our teeny tiny little speck. He thinks. Well, he thinks he understands. Right. He's doing his best to wrap his head around it. Sure, he's been misled a little bit, but he has got his brain so I don't know. There's just this inability to kind of keep it together. I mean, he's crying as he's talking about it, and to me, I thought it was crying with kind of like. Like a religious experience. Exactly. Yes. That's the thing. It's so good. Click on that picture. Which one? This one? Either of them. That's a good one right there. I thought the makeup was great. It's, I guess underneath it is a little it's sparkly. It's glitter. Yeah. It's glitter. Do the other one where he's looking straight on. Yeah. Yeah, it's glitter. A little shiny. It's glitter. Okay, fine. He's wearing glitter. 
Yeah. And this close-up that we're looking at here, again, awesome podcasting. <laughs> this is cool because I was wondering if it was just painted on, but this is a full-on prosthetic. Right. It looks amazing. It really does look good. Looks really good. And a good villain choice. You know, interesting choice to have him as the villain in the origin story so that we can get Baron Mordo more full-on, I'm assuming, in the next film. Mm. Yeah, I liked I liked it. I thought it was a good character. Okay, the cape. <laughs> awesome. The cloak of levitation. I, I never of under- the magic carpet from Aladdin every once in a while, but so what? I um smacks shades of that's the word. It's I mean smacks of you did smack it? him a couple times. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I um didn't know that the cape. I thought it was a costume choice. I didn't realize it had its own powers and. Mm-hmm. And that it was the artifact that picked Doctor Strange. And that's a new development, by the mm. way. In, in the comics, having it be kind of sentient, it's a relatively new development. It wasn't always like that. I like that. I like oh. that idea a lot. Uh, just the first time you see it, it has so much personality. Yes. When he's walking through and it's in the glass case and yes. it's kind of like, hey, look at me. Oh, you know. It just, yes. Mm, so good. Such good CG. I want one. Did they green screen somebody wearing it and then cut them out? I, I don't know what they did, but I don't go for cosplay or anything like that. But if I had to dress up as a superhero now, it'd be Doctor Strange because yes. I want that cloak. But how would you give that cloak personality? I don't know. It wiped away his tears. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I don't get. That cloak didn't always intervene. And I don't understand when it chose to intervene and when it didn't. There are times where Doctor Strange is taking serious punches. Hmm. But then another time where there's, you know, a chance that Doctor Strange can get away, it it just goes all out on the guy and contributes to his death. But other times <laughs> yeah. it's like, whatever, Doctor Strange can take a few punches. And uh the Ancient One says the rogue can be finicky, but that was more about making its choice about who it, who it was going to be the artifact for. Right. So I didn't understand the 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 logic of of the cape. It's almost like it's fabric and doesn't have a logic. <laughs> well, I loved that because when they talked about how artifacts were going to choose you, I thought it was going to be the eye of Agamotto that chose him in the film because uh. that that is synonymous with Doctor Strange when you look at the comics. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, that's the thing that he uses to see who's lying. That's the thing that he uses to illuminate all sorts of darknesses. That's that's the thing. And to have the cloak be the thing, I thought was a neat yeah. little twist. And to stick the Infinity Gem in the Eye of Agamotto, okay. that's... Hmm. So the audience just went, Whoa! when... Except for that one... Ah! Did you not hear the guy? Oh, it's an Infinity Stone! There was somebody who started cracking jokes towards the end. So oh, yes. And about... How she was complicated, like all women. Yeah. Yes. So, an Infinity Stone is a BFD, I take it? <laughs> okay. Of the three films you've seen, uh, the the stone, the thing that the guys were trying to get in Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. that's an Infinity Stone. In the comics, historically, there are six Infinity Stones, power, soul, time, a few others. I know, because they're on my oven mitt. That's right. They're on your oven mitt. And when they're all <laughs> assembled onto the Infinity Gauntlet, the person who's wearing that Infinity Gauntlet, big, bad, mm, things go horribly wrong because it's, they give you the power of 
I would say multiple gods. I mean, it's is a it, huge deal. Does it only go wrong if bad people get it? Or does it turn good people bad like the ring? Well, see, and that's the thing. There's a kind of, you know, the allure of power. Can somebody really control it? That mm. sort of thing. And there there have been characters in, in the comics that have tried to control it or set themselves up to be the guardians of it so that nobody else puts it together. And they've been talking that there is going to be a big culmination of all of these stories coming together. Avengers Infinity War or something like that. Uh, in the co- in the movies, Vision's got one in his forehead. There's this one. Loki's staff has one. They've turned up a few other places. I think the Cosmic Cube in the Captain America films has one. I can't remember the location of them all, but to have that be the Akamato. My, my concern is, is that once you take the gem out of it, does that mean the Eye of Akamato isn't a big deal? Or as our friend Scott Morris calls it, the Eye of Joe DiMaggio, is it not going to be a big deal anymore? <laughs> huh. I don't okay. know. I, just, I love the design of it, though. I thought it yes. looked really neat. It could have been cheesy. No, but it was good. It's So much of this could have been cheesy. Yes. That's the downside about some superhero movies from the 80s. Yes. Is it just looks ridiculous because they're wearing costumes that aren't, you know. I feel like Marvel's really kind of nailed it. And the look and the tutting of the fingers to do all the spells. Yes. That yes. made sense. I mean, they still look weird out on the street or in the hospital. But not. It's like that weird, like. Okay, there's somebody going to a play, or right. there's somebody who probably lives in a cardboard box. <laughs> Something like that. And they kind of acknowledge it when he goes back to the hospital. What are you wearing? She asks yes, him. Yes, yes. And it's acknowledged, but it's not made a big deal of. Plus, you got to remember, this is the universe where the Avengers run around. Okay. You know? Oh, yeah, good point. This is where the Hulk shows They up even addressed it. So yeah. the Avengers take care of physical. We take care of It's mentioned spiritual. briefly. I almost didn't want that to be there. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't need it. There's another think- Avengers nod, but I didn't need that. Yes. Because that sets up, and I just didn't need it. The other nod is that you actually see the Avengers Tower at one point in the skyline, mm. which I thought was cool to Twice, see. right? Well, once or twice, yeah. yeah. It's there at the very beginning. Yeah. Okay, so how do these, what are they calling the headquarters again? One in London, one in New The York. Sanctum Centaurums? Yeah. Yeah. How do they pass fire code? <laughs> Without, like... Like those windows. I mean, fine, everything that's put in glass cases. Oh, we're a museum, but those windows. I don't know. They just tune them to New York. <laughs> they make them look like something else when the firemen show up. I, I know yes. in some of the comics, Doctor Strange has like made one look like a Starbucks. You know, it just made the window look like a. Made Starbucks? the entire thing look like a Starbucks. Oh, the building. Because they were hiding there, and they wanted yes. it to. Yeah, you know, so they made it look okay. like a Starbucks. Okay. So. I guess they can do that. He's magic. He can do whatever. Yes. See, again, magic can do whatever they want. Within rules. Right. And limits. Mm-hmm. Are you going to, are you want to, uh, would you see the next one in the theater? Yes. Yeah. Because the CG is beautiful. Um, it was. Was it in, a, bleh, was it available in 3D? Yes. And, and what that's was how Scott 3D? and Tracy saw it. And I'm assuming they're going to talk about it over on Disney Indiana. So maybe some depth? Some depth. And they saw it in IMAX as well. Uh-huh. So I'm eager to hear how that looked as well. I felt like some of the people jumping around obviously looked a little CGE. Because mm-hmm. there's no weight to that. But then they're magical. So that's mm-hmm. okay. I don't know how it's going to translate on the small screen when we get the Blu-ray. Because mm-hmm. I'm buying the Blu-ray. So I do wonder. And I would, I'd like to see it again on the big screen in 3D. I'd watch it again. Okay. I'd go back. Those glasses hurt my nose. Right. So you can just hang out here. Oh. <laughs> I wish they made a version 
Well, why don't you for just people who wear skin? glasses? And you just kind of like wrap your. No, nose. it's the weight oh. combined with my glasses on my nose. Hmm. Anyways, um, you can build something out of straws at the concession stand to kind of prop your glasses <laughs> up. So the next one is going to be looking for Odin. So that's the next film with Mordo in, as well, the bad guy. So they're doing these two end sequences now. The first one was Doctor Strange talking to Thor, looking mm-hmm. for Odin, which is going to be in the next Thor film. That's the next Thor movie. Oh. And then we have the true end credit bit with Mordo telling people there's too many sorcerers in the world. We're going to, I assume he's going to go start killing them all. Is he going to kill them or just take away their or power? Take their power and then kind of leave them without. On the floor, curled so, up so like a quadriplegic. Be, yeah. It'll have to be Strange and Wong and everybody else versus him. The next movie, I believe, in the Marvel cycle is actually the Spider-Man movie, mm. which I'm very excited about. Why? Because Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War was one of my favorite characters in that film. The way they did him, my favorite cinematic Spider-Man ever. So not Tobey Maguire? No. Okay, good. Not Tobey Maguire, not that other guy whose movies I didn't see. Um, New dude. He's actually a teenager, or at least he plays like a teenager, and it's going to be cool. Okay. I think that's one that Zendaya's in. Is uh-huh. Zendaya as Mary yeah. Jane? Yeah, as Mary okay. Jane. See, and that's the other thing. It's again, it's a peripheral character. They're making a different race. Because Mary Jane's, you know, American redhead. Whatever, right. And Zendaya's not. Right. Like the main characters with the main character arcs. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I go back and forth and this yes. could turn into an interesting conversation. I don't know if we're going to deal with it here, but Mm-mm. you could totally go. Mm. Yes. On the one hand, there's plenty of characters of color that are superheroes right. now. Including green. What? Including green. Green. People that are green. There, there are green. Right. Well, the green girl in Guardians that's what of the I'm Galaxy. Saying. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I didn't know if, that's, if that was just... Including green. Right. That you don't necessarily and have blue. to take a black character and make him white or a white character and make him black. Right. Because I feel like, I don't know. I just want main character arcs to be more diverse. Yes. And there is a Black Panther movie coming, and the lead guy, the main... And black Panther is black. He's African. Yes. Oh, and, and speaking of... um, Wait, do you know who they cast as it? Yeah, he was in Captain America Civil War. I forget the actor's name. So an African-American person, yes, though. Okay, yes. good. Okay, good. Yeah. So um, what about, oh, uh, Stephen King, Roland. I'm right. so glad. Right. So we have him. Now, that again, that's something that I'm struggling with, though, because in the books – that he's a white guy becomes a character moment with Susanna. Oh, yes. Yes, you're right. The, 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 but I'm interested to see how they do it. In the yes. Film. I just, yeah. It's just nice to see a little bit more of what reality is. I don't is know it, if these jets are. Yes. The jets are coming. I think it's the, those aren't air, those are fighter jets that scramble every once in a blue moon. Sure. But. Two days ago, they also scrambled. Something we don't know? I don't know. There was only two of them, though, this time. Meh. Could just be a passenger jet. Who knows? <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Okay. All right, so that's the end. Yay. Right? Are we done? Sure. Okay. Okay. We liked it. We liked it. <laughs> a lot. We spent this long. How long did we talk about it? Telling people know. we liked it. Let's see. Well, we talked about a bunch of other Holy stuff. Holy <laughs>
Uh-oh. All right, that's all right. You know what? We haven't done one of these in a while. We've only done, this is only the second one. It can be long. Okay. It's fine. What do you mean, uh-oh? I thought you were going to have to cut a bunch out. No, I'm not editing hardly anything in the Married with Monsters. This is raw, man. <laughs> Real. Well, not really, but. Jets and all. Jets and slinky kitties and all. Okay, we do need to wrap up because smoke needs our attention. Oh. He doesn't do well with loud noises outside. And he's loud around, noises so. and it happens to be raining. So he walks around with his belly on the oh, floor. Man, he's climbing underneath that box over oh, there. Oh, poor guy. But it's not like when we hold him, he just wants to be. It doesn't help. We can't help him, honey. He just has to live through it. <laughs> There was one time Brenda picked him up to make him feel better, and he peed all over. He did. It was one of the best moments of my life. <laughs> you jerk. How's it right with the time that Cinder got stung by a bee, and we were trying to feed him Benadryl, and he wouldn't take it, and so I'm holding Cinder, and you just threw it all over both of us with the thought that he was going to have to groom it off himself at some point. So I'm covered with sticky cat fur and smelling bubblegum. Which I'm sure was a fantastic flavor for Cinder. How does was, that rank against smoke I, peeing on me? It was a new. I was a new cat parent at that point. You, I didn't know you very would much. do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> do we have any Benadryl for smoke right now? No. What about you? Just playing at you. Don't. <laughs> Don't do it. So, if there is another episode of Married with Monsters, we know that I did not just throw a bunch of Benadryl at Brenda. <laughs> I'll tell on you if you do. I don't know. Yeah, that, that would. Should end. we pill him with um that super low, you know, like we did with Samantha? It was Benadryl. Uh, that I, might make things easier for him. We'll see. We'll right. Go check on him. So you have to try it. We're we're good. We're we're done. We're gonna go check on our cats. Yes. And uh, I'm I'm a little hungry. And hopefully we're both alive and no stitches the next time we check in. <laughs> Sounds good. Really? Oh, hey, and I realized that uh, I forgot to share the kind of sort of monster connection that Doctor Strange might have. It's a stretch, um, but some people say that Vincent Price was one of the influences on the design of the character to begin with, comic book-wise, that is. All right. It's a stretch in terms of making a Monster Kid radio connection, but it's there. And, you know, anytime I can talk about Vincent Price, I'll take it. Content of Married with Monsters by Monster Kid Radio LLC is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported License.